Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some r slash am I the butthole? And if you love, if you love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's just jump straight in to today's stories, you cheeky so-and-sos. And we're starting with One Poetry 9190 titled, Am I the Arsehole for Not Paying to Change My Father's Gravely Insulting Gravestone? My father and mother had a very bitter marriage towards the end of his life. He had a long-running affair with another married co-worker and got her pregnant before he passed. He was planning to leave mum, skip the country and move to Canada to start a new life with her. They had a house picked out and all. He had moved out and was living with his co-worker when he suddenly died of a heart attack while having sex. Divorce papers were never filed, no legal separation. They were in the process of moving all things legal, but on paper, they were still happily married. Now me and my siblings are already out of home. Our youngest sibling is 19 and is in college. I work for a tech company and I'm currently back in my hometown helping my mum manage his estate. Well, my mum was hurt and petty and marked his gravestone as in loving memory of John Doe, son, husband, father, and adulterer. (laughs) My dad's family and his pregnant partner are mad and want me to fix it. I personally think it's fine. That's who he was. He was all of those things. And since it's my mum's plot, I can't do anything. Am I the arsehole? Well, from the last sentence there, it doesn't sound like you can actually do anything anyway. So it's automatically going to be and not the arsehole because simply you can't do anything about it. But I did have this scenario as I was was reading this and I was thinking, imagine just walking through a cemetery and then you're browsing at the the gravestones and you see this and you think, oh, bloody hell, there's a story behind that, isn't there? (laughs) But Nature Woman says, I would die, no pun intended, if I was walking through a cemetery and saw that. (laughs) Your mum is an icon, not the arsehole. I hope she burns his old shirts or something. Also, while going through estate papers and talking to lawyers, ask about what rights the side piece will have in claiming money for a kid, since it was your dad's kid too, just so you're all prepared. Opie replies saying, side piece is currently nine months pregnant, about to pop any day. My mum has lawyered up and since my dad died interstate, according to our state laws, everything goes to mum. Mum won't leave anything for side piece. She's going to leave it for us once she passes. Dodo says not the arsehole and quotes and since it's mum's plot I can't do anything and then says so not even your drama quotes again saying my dad's family and his pregnant partner are mad and want me to fix it and then says stay out of it tell them to talk to your mum no policy says not the arsehole it's not yours it's your mum's to deal with she's given her answer on the matter so it's closed if they're so offended by the accurate description then perhaps they should go buy a park bench at a park and dedicate it to him how they want to dedicate it to him and go there to visit him this is so not your problem at all by the way your mum is awesome 
I could only find a couple of comments that sort of objected to this, which I found. So one was from I Want Sandwich who says, Reddit crucifies infidelity. You'll be a hero here, but it's lowbrow and trashy. Kind of like anyone who would do and approve of it. And then there was a reply to that comment from Kinda74 who says, 100% agree with this. Everyone's cheering it on, yet there's a dead man, a single woman with a child and a child without a dad and with siblings that want nothing to do with him slash her. Then the child will go to his, her dad's grave and it's insulting. Yes, he cheated and that's rubbish, but he was a living complex human being who has not even been afforded dignity in death. Feel a bit sick reading these comments, cheering it on. Now, what are your thoughts on this story? Do you agree with those last two comments or do you agree with mum and that was the right thing to do? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. And our next story is from Bad Religion, Am I the Arsehole? Titled, Am I the Arsehole for Signing Off a Professional Email with Salam Alaikum? I hope I pronounced that right and I apologize if I got it wrong. I've worked at my current job for almost three years. It's a smaller company with less than 100 employees scattered across a handful of regional offices. Because I work with people in different offices quite a bit, a lot of my communication is via email. There is one person in particular who I work with who has a habit of signing off on emails with God bless you. He would also find ways to put Bible quotes and scripture into his emails that I find rather inappropriate for work. I've never been a religious person, but I was raised by Muslim parents and have nothing against it and believe that people have every right to practice their religion as they see fit. But I also believe that religion shouldn't be forced down anyone's throat, especially in the workplace. After about six months at my job, I brought it up to my boss about my co-worker's email habit. He said he's aware of it and doesn't agree with it either, but it's a different office and the manager of that office thinks it's okay and I should just try to ignore it. So that's what I did. I bit my tongue and I tried to ignore it. For almost two more years, I ignored it. Until one day, this particular co-worker added some scripture to an email he sent me after I told him I was having a rough day. I understand he was trying to be helpful in his own way, but it just rubbed me the wrong way and I didn't have the patience for it anymore. So I wrote him an email and copied my boss and his office manager on it, explaining that while I appreciate the sentiment, I would prefer it if he refrained from including any religious material in any and all future correspondence. It was a very professional email, succinct and to the point, but also very clear on what I was trying to communicate. I then signed off the email with Assalamu alaikum. Not even 10 minutes later, I was calling to my boss's office. He asked me what the hell I was doing, mocking someone else's religion like that. I told him I wasn't mocking anything. I was simply conveying to a coworker in writing that I would prefer to keep religion out of our future correspondence. He said that it sure as hell seemed like I was mocking my coworker's Christianity by using a Muslim saying in the email. I asked him if he knew what the phrase meant and he said he didn't. So I told him it means peace be unto you. I told him if he thinks that it's okay for someone to say God bless you in every email then it should be okay for me to say assalamu alaikum as well. He told me to leave his office and get back to work. A couple of days later, there was a company-wide email put out by the CEO outlining new email policies regarding religion, politics, and other personal views. It was very clear laid out that none of that kind of personal viewpoint should be included in any company email. No exceptions. Shortly after that email was sent out, my Christian co-worker sent me a text to my personal phone that simply said, I hope you're happy, asshole." <laughs> Now, this is definitely not the arsehole to me, but co-worker and obviously people running the office are arseholes as well. The people in the office because they could have sorted this out a lot quicker and since this isn't, this isn't really acceptable in the workplace, like Opie said. 
you shouldn't force religion up upon anyone it's that simple really and in a professional workspace it's just not appropriate i think if i found myself in that situation i maybe would have approached the person first and said can you not do that in future but at the same time it's not op's place to you know be policing the office emails that should have been dealt with a lot quicker they was aware of it already so it's nothing on op you know but old advice says not the arsehole and how very christian of them to send that text shows their true colors think house is not the arsehole as i like to say religion is like a penis it's okay to have one it's okay to be proud of it it's not okay to shove it down people's throats unless they ask you to <laughs> easy hedgehog says not the arsehole they never should have allowed him to include bible verses their reaction to what you said just shows their pro-christian bias and islamophobia muskies fan one says not the arsehole you tried cordially and professionally to approach the situation your co-worker continued so you responded in kind I do find it quite odd that there was no real office policy on the matter until a non-Christian religion was brought into the mix. All of a sudden, it was an issue that your boss felt the need to address. I'm sure your co-worker was pissed, his boss was probably pissed, and it caused a company-wide policy change. Seems very unprofessional and unaccepting to me. If one religion is allowed, they all must be allowed. I'm surprised your co-worker didn't come back with a Christians are persecuted BS. You need to show HR this text message. Your coworker seems to enjoy constantly creating an uncomfortable workplace for you. Religion, politics, and sex should not be discussed at the office. That's a pretty solid general rule to follow. However, if one religion is viewed as acceptable, they all should be as well. You can feel free to include that discussion with HR when you show them that text from your coworker. And one more from Disney Addict 2021 who says, not the asshole. Be really petty and reply, forwarding to HR. Have a blessed day. <laughs> Now, what do you guys make of this one? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Story. Guys, you may need to brace yourself for this next one. I've only read like the first paragraph so far, but <laughs> this is from No Mechanic 1220 titled Am I the Arsehole for Drinking Whiskey in the Office at 10.30 in the Morning? I, 38 male, work a stressful job in finance. After years of climbing my way up the corporate ladder, I finally became a VP at my firm, which comes with its own office. I consider myself a classic kind of guy. And one of the things I admire most about the workplaces of the 1960s, think Mad Men, etc., is that the characters always have a jar of whiskey in their hands no matter what time of day it is. Back when I worked the trading floor, it would have been uncouth to do such a thing in front of my colleagues, but I figured no one would care about it now that I have my own office. 
I recently purchased some whiskey jars and a premium bottle, 500 plus dollars, which I store openly on my desk. I work with some high-end clients and I always offer them a glass when we have an important meetings. Unfortunately, none of them have ever accepted. So not wanting to let the whiskey go to waste, I've started sipping on a couple of glasses by myself throughout the day, sometimes as early as 10.30 a.m. That was until yesterday morning when one of my bosses, CTO, burst into the office unannounced and caught me sipping. He looked shocked, turned his back and left. At this point, the bottle was about half empty, so it probably looked pretty bad to him. No shit. Although I must add that it was consumed over the course of a whole week. I was drinking slowly enough that it didn't affect my work in any way. He sent me a long email about how I have a problem and he's going to contact HR. In the heat of the moment, I sent him a reply, telling him maybe he needs a glass or two to lighten up. <laughs> I'll admit to being an arsehole for that part. I'm scheduled to speak to HR tomorrow and I'm shitting it. Reddit, am I really an arsehole for sipping whiskey privately in my office? Now, this is an absolutely wild one that, you know, could definitely go down the route of alcoholism here. Drinking at 10 a.m. in the morning in your own office by yourself, you know, is a bit concerning, I've got to say. But also trying to replicate some TV show because you've just got yourself an office is absolutely wild. I've just got this picture of like a big glass front office and Opie stood there with a glass just looking out over the office while he's sipping away to himself. Perhaps with a cigar, even though you can't smoke inside these days. And I wonder if you're actually going to be losing yourself some high-end clients by offering them a drink at God knows what time in the morning, whiskey, and say, how about a glass yourself? And then you went and replied, after you got caught, you replied with an email saying, maybe you need a glass of lighten up or two. Why? Why did you think this was a good idea? And although it's an absolutely ridiculous situation, I still find it a bit of a sad one and I hope you find yourself some kind of help. But Muted Kiwi says, yes, you're the asshole. You're the alcoholic. Booster Gold says, you're the asshole. Not only are you unprofessional, but that email response is gonna put a great deal of fuel on the fire. In my experience, this is just not a common thing and is actively down upon today, if not outright restricted. Even as innocently as you think it is, and as you present it, drinking alone at 10am on the job smacks of alcoholism. It's entirely possible that you get fired due to that email reply. They smack secretaries on the arse in Mad Men. You're going to imitate that too. Shoddy Growth says you're the arsehole your employer is expecting you to be sober in your work time. Also, you are trying to mimic TV characters, which is weird. Cashew VG says, I honestly can't tell if this is a joke or not. This isn't the 1960s. It isn't acceptable at any company to be drinking on the job. And I honestly don't believe you have that position with how you act. Someone in your position would never have sent that email back. Complete you're the arsehole. And you're also living outside of reality. When you lose your job, if it's even actually your job, you'll get a big reality check. Future Hockey Dad says, yes, you're the arsehole. You're not fucking Don Draper, you goof. Dude, you're probably getting fired. And one more from Glittering Jess 317 who says, You're the asshole. This is not the 1950s where people light up cigarettes and hit the whiskey bottle in the office. This makes you look like you have a problem, which is alarming because as VP in finance, you have access to sensitive information. Not taking it seriously compounded the problem. You made it to VP. Now learn to read the room. You need some serious damage control. Send an apology email, get rid of the booze, and humbly prepare for your HR meeting kind of surprised he didn't get himself one of those like globes you can open and put the drinks in i see them in like those programs as well but what are your thoughts on this one do you think op will end up getting fired from this is there a way they can get around it 
Wowzers. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. And our next story comes from a throwaway account. Am I the asshole for sending my son to his dad after he broke his sister's phone just because she called my husband dad? When my husband first met my kids four years ago, Sarah 14, Jonathan 17, things were tense. Although my husband loved them instantly, Jonathan decided to make it hard and influence Sarah to do the same. He treated my husband poorly, called him the guy mum married, broke slash thrown his stuff and shut him out when he tried to get close. We got family therapy, but Jonathan refused and tried to stop Sarah from going. Sarah was hesitant, saying she promised Jonathan not to do what her stepdad wants and was afraid he'd get angry. She then attended therapy and things started working out between her and my husband. They got close, which upset Jonathan, who tried giving Sarah, didn't know then, punishment for betraying his orders. We tried getting Jonathan in therapy again, but my ex defended his decision and demanded we leave it alone. Things have calmed down then. Yesterday morning at 8, Sarah rushed into the kitchen where I was washing glasses while Jonathan and my husband were sitting having breakfast. She was looking for a phone charger, but didn't find it in her room. She quickly turned her face towards my husband and said, Dad, Jonathan, have you seen my phone charger? Me and my husband and Jonathan paused. This was her first time ever calling him dad and it came unexpectedly and naturally. My husband tried to answer but was too overwhelmed to speak. His eyes were teary, he couldn't hide it, even when he tried. Sarah didn't even notice, she just tried to rush out to keep looking. Jonathan followed her. My husband bit his lips and kept looking at me then started crying. I was genuinely smiling, which is awful since he was a crying mess, but I was just so happy for him. Then I heard a noise coming from the upstairs. It was Jonathan yelling at Sarah for calling her stepdad, dad. He punished her by throwing her phone and breaking it. She cried, telling him to leave her alone, but he kept yelling saying she betrayed their real dad and called this guy dad. I got involved and asked him why he broke Sarah's phone. He called her a traitor, but I replied my husband did nothing to treat him this way and his behavior was out of line. I said either respect this household, his stepdad, his sister and me or go stay with his dad till he agrees to get therapy and change his behavior. I contacted my ex saying Jonathan will go stay with him for now and therapy's in order since I can't let him intimidate Sarah, especially after Sarah told me she's afraid of him. My ex fought with me saying I chose a guy over my own son. Typical. He got his family involved and they called me cruel for kicking Jonathan out of his home, even after I explained how he's been treating his sister. I gave him options to get therapy or stay with his dad. No one seems to agree with me, but I think that no one is seeing or maybe they're turning a blind eye how Jonathan has been mistreating his sister. She needs to feel safe in her own home and be able to express herself without being punished and intimidated by her older brother. Now, I've got to say coming into this one from what I can see is that you've done pretty much all that you can, the right things. You offered therapy and you've ha even had to take it down to an, an ultimatum, either his dad's or therapy. But what you're doing in this is just protecting your daughter from almost like bullying behavior in this to me. Your son seems to think he has some sort of authority to be able to punish his own sister for, for the way she's feeling after she's getting therapy and coming to terms with her stepdad. And this is a 17 year old and it just sounds like the behavior is escalating in some way. So absolutely not the asshole. But let's cover a couple of comments to see what they say. Jamie913 says, not the asshole. Your son is being abusive towards your daughter. You are not picking your husband over your son. You are protecting your daughter from your son. 
and it maybe it's best he stays with his dad if he finds your husband so offensive to the point he acts out like this. Your ex is also partially to blame for enjoying the abuse your son dishes out to members of the household due to his dislike of you remarrying. I understand he's hurt, but that doesn't give him a right to destroy or break property that doesn't belong solely to him. Therapy or move to dad sounds pretty darn reasonable in my opinion. And from that comment, I wonder if the bio dad actively encourages this as well. But Fuzzy Mike says not the arsehole. The issue I see isn't between your son and your husband, but between your son and your daughter, who he thinks he has the authority to punish. But I'm not a therapist who would have the training to see what the issue really is. I think everyone would be doing your son a disservice if they frame this as bio dad versus the man that turned his mummer on. Your son has issues that need to be addressed wherever he lives. Freaking Marita 88 says not the arsehole. No offense, but your son is a power-hungry abuser. Yes, abuser. He's keeping his little sister from doing what she wants out of fear, and thus far, no one has bothered to stop him. And now he ruined a lovely little moment with his abuse. He shouldn't go to his dad's. He needs to go to freaking boot camp or the Mori show because today it was a phone. Tomorrow it might be a skull. Just do whatever you can to stop him from abusing your daughter and husband. It sounds like you'd all be better off without him around. Your daughter and husband's relationship can finally grow the way it was supposed to all along, and your son can go off and be a miserable little piss all by himself. Just a shy girl says not the asshole, please keep protecting your daughter. Being bullied and mistreated by their own siblings must be the most awful feeling. And are you fucking kidding says not the asshole, your daughter is afraid of her brother. Either he gets therapy and changes his aggressive behavior, or he needs to stay away from her. Your daughter needs to have a home where she feels safe. If your ex wants to encourage that behavior, he can deal with the consequences. You didn't choose your husband over your son. You chose prioritizing your daughter's safety over indulging your son's tantrums. And one more from Frejan who says, Jonathan is not a kid. He is already 17 and he is manipulating his sister. This is not okay. Sarah may have trauma, not for the stepdad situation, but for the fear of her own brother put into her. He is abusing her. You must protect your children. If your ex-family doesn't understand that your daughter is scared because your son used violence against her, they are part of the problem. They fed the hate towards a stepdad. Disgusting. Not the asshole. Keep going, OP. Now, what are your thoughts on this story? And we move on to the next one. And our next story comes from our very own subreddit r slash mark narrations come on over there get involved post a story or two and read some comments and it's from goth giblin who says am i the arsehole for wanting to change my name hi mark love your videos and sorry in advance for any bad spelling i'm dyslexic no problem so i'm non-binary 17 and i found my ideal name a while back it's lucian for those interested I haven't legally changed my name, but all my friends call me by my preferred name. Anyway, on to the story. I was talking to a friend at college when they mentioned something amazing. They told me that if I talked to the college safeguarding team, they would talk about changing your name. As you can imagine, I was ecstatic and started to ask how to get in touch with them. My friend told me to look on the college website to find the email. Naturally, when I got home, I was so excited that I told my mum big mistake she went off about how my dad picked out my name he died about a year ago and how if i changed it she would be so angry with me i tried to explain that it was basically a way to inform all my teachers and anyone else needed that was the name i would like to go by she wasn't having any of it i felt crushed and it was like it was my fault she was so upset 
I thought on it for a while and I'm torn on one hand. I really want to go through with changing my name, but on the other hand, I feel like an asshole for not wanting the name my dad gave me. So, am I the asshole? Now, on this one, I'm going to come at it from two angles. You're absolutely not the asshole if you wanted to change your name. You know, this is your life. You're the one who has to live it. And in some ways, we're all responsible for our own feelings and and controlling those feelings. I think I do understand that why your mum would be upset, especially, you know, it's the name that your dad gave you. There's, there's a lot of memories and stuff behind your name. But it's up to your mum to control her own emotions in, in this particular one. As I said, I do understand why she may be upset about this. I don't want to totally play down your mum's feelings in this. But this is your choice in the end. And you clearly have a lot of love and respect for your mum. So I do wonder if there's a way of just, you know, sitting it down and explaining fully how you're feeling about a name change and how important it is to you and why. And maybe a way of incorporating, you know, your current name into it, maybe a middle name or something like that. Just chucking stuff out there. I don't really know. But I got to say, it's not the arsehole from me in this one. And Janda125 says, your name is a you issue. If you want to change your name, then go right ahead. Your dad may have chosen your current legal name, but you can always switch it to your middle name if you still want to honor his choice. Yep. You just be who you be. And who that is, is no one else's business. Not the arsehole. Emotional Hazard says, not the arsehole. I grew up my whole life with a surname that was neither my mum or dad's, as my dad changed his when I was a kid. I spent years begging my dad to agree to sign me to let me have the same surname as my mum. He only let me change to his surname, but that was never going to happen as he was a complete ass. The day I got the papers with my new surname was a huge weight off mentally, so I can completely understand wanting to change your name to fit who you are as a person. I can certainly see where your mum is hurt, but I think someone else has said maybe you can use your dad's name as a middle name to still keep a hold of it. I hope no matter your choice, you end up with a name you love lovely comment there and bugs ratty says when my son was little he had an absolutely adorable sweat outfit i was really sad when it no longer fit him kind of wished it would grow with him however no matter how much i liked it no matter how much he liked it and no matter how cute it was on him the time came when he had grown it the name your father gave you may have had value for a while and for that reason you can always cherish that it had been given to you but if it no longer fits then it may be time to put it away not the arsehole. Art Bael says, not the arsehole. A name is something really personal and if you don't connect with it, you have the, all the rights to change it. I sympathize with your mum. She only lost her husband a year ago and she associates your given name to your dad. Hearing you want to change it might be hard for her for that reason. I'm not saying this to try and convince you not to change it. You should definitely do it. I'm saying it more to help you understand what your mum might be going through. She's probably not upset with you, but she might be upset because it reminded her of your father. This is all speculation though. You might let it settle a bit and come back to your mum when she has karma and explain why you want to change it. And one more from Skullbone who says, Not the arsehole, but may I offer a perspective from a mother. When I found out I was pregnant, I was overjoyed and from that moment started playing with names, both for boys and girls. When I found out she was a girl is when it really became an exciting process to find that name and it made it even more special because it was something her father and I did together for months. It was basically one of the first family bonding moments. You can have a child before they are born. I'm not against you changing your name. If you're an adult, it's your choice. I just really hope you think about it for a bit. Now, what do you guys think of this one? Let Goss Giblin know your thoughts and we'll move on. 
to the next story. Thank you for sharing that one. And the next story comes from, am I the asshole husband dress? Am I the asshole for not wearing the dress my husband told me to and upsetting my mother-in-law at an anniversary party? My husband and I haven't been getting along at all recently. As far as everyone we know is concerned, we're happy as ever though. So I still go to all the events he goes to. On Saturday, my in-laws hosted a party to celebrate their anniversary. A few days before the party, my husband gave me a dress and told me to wear it on the day. It rubbed me the wrong way and even though the dress was beautiful, I decided I wouldn't wear it. When it was time to leave and he saw I was wearing a different dress, he told me to go and change. I knew it wasn't worth arguing with him over it, especially since we were already late, so I told him I'd wait for him outside. At the party, my mother-in-law asked my husband why he hadn't given me the dress. He confirmed he had and my mother-in-law asked me if I didn't like it and told me I should have told her and she would have got me a different dress. Honestly, I didn't know what to say as I assumed the dress was from my husband since no one had mentioned otherwise and my mother-in-law looked upset. My husband ended up telling her it didn't fit because I gained a lot of pregnancy weight and I was too embarrassed to admit it to anyone. My mother-in-law gave me a long speech about how I didn't need to be embarrassed and that it was normal. I ended up feeling really guilty because she seemed sad that I hadn't worn the dress and I would have if I'd known it was from her. My mother-in-law is a lovely person, so upsetting her makes me feel bad. After his mother left us alone, my husband asked me if my little tantrum still felt good and told me the next time I should ask before I tried to make a point and that now he knew not to try and give me any type of olive branch. Am I the asshole since the only reason I didn't wear the dress was to be petty and I really loved the dress? And we'll start straight away with downtown law on this one who says everyone sucks here. You'll need counseling, <laughs> not Reddit. I mess common phrases says everyone sucks here. First of all, <laughs> yes, yeah, in the name, I guess. Learn to communicate with this person who's supposed to be your partner or just get a divorce already. Second, a good marriage takes hard work and dedication, not stubbornness and point scoring. Skook says, honestly, it's driving me crazy that you did not just tell mother-in-law that you did not know the dress was from her. That would have changed everything. Yeah, you would have outed that you and your husband are fighting, but she sounds like a nice lady and your lack of explanation made you look like a cold, ungrateful asshole. Not the asshole for refusing to wear a dress you've been ordered to wear with no explanation. Everyone sucks here because you should have told mother-in-law. You played yourself. This marriage sounds draining. Maybe a counselor, therapist, referee is in order. Elsewhere says, wait, so your husband just handed over a dress and ordered you to wear it without saying anything else? Does he know how to use words? Not the asshole. You didn't know. Your husband was weirdly silent on the whys and wherefores. It would have rubbed me the wrong way if my partner instructed me what I was wearing to a party. It's extremely weird and petty that your husband still didn't tell you when you wore something else and then called it a tantrum because you didn't wear it. Having said that, you could have also used your words to say, hey, what's for the telling me what to wear? It's not sitting well with me. Could you not? And that would have helped clear things up too. But your husband is being petty and mean about it. ETA, also, oh wait, I get it now because you're fighting. I skipped that part. Ugh, this is so petty and malicious. You've got to sort it out. What's for dinner says everyone sucks here. This problem never would have happened if either of you just talked about why wearing the dress should happen. I cannot for the life of me fathom why your husband didn't just say mother-in-law had asked you to wear the dress. But also, why didn't you just ask why he wanted you to wear it before deciding not to? And then you stonewalled him and he tried to bring it up. Yikes. And we'll finish up with Spoken Divinity who says everyone sucks here. You two either need to go to counselling to work something out, figure things out on your own, or split before it gets nasty. 
You shouldn't be petty. He shouldn't aggravate the situation. Everyone but mother-in-law sucks. Now, what do you think of this story? And what do you think of today's collection of stories? What are your verdicts? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below if you have a moment of your time to do so. And just a huge thank you for spending 20 to 30 minutes with me today. Getting involved with the channel, it means the absolute world. It's absolutely crazy of you. And I'm always thankful for what you do. And I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.